How y'all doing? I am doing. How about you? Doing great. Good. Yeah. I'm I'm back on my calisthenics. Okay. I'm feeling feeling exhausted, which is uh, better than anxious. And uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, getting getting some work done in the basement. Um, It's been overcast for the last couple of days, but this morning had a couple of rays of sunlight that really lifted the mood. It did. I spend all day, almost all day, almost every day in my cave. And so sunlight is mostly irrelevant to me now. Now that the sun goes down so early, mm-hmm. uh, I just don't really see it. I don't think that's very good for my mental health. I'm taking vitamin D, though, so. Yeah. You could get, like, one of those, uh, like, sun lamps or whatever. So that Interestingly you- enough, I can't because they are known to trigger manic episodes in people with bipolar disorder. Really? Isn't that strange? That's counterintuitive. I would have thought it would have gone I the know. other way on that. Yeah, no, it's it's uh it's not advised for folks with bipolar disorder to get a uh to get a sun lamp. Hmm. And they don't really know why, as with so many things. <laughs> <laughs> uh they have no idea why. Yeah. They just know that it it does that. Yeah, the 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 current consensus on the effect of uh lithium, for example, is like, well, here's this element. It's just got a different number of protons and neutrons than other elements but like if you have any of this element at all in your brain then like it's going to behave differently <laughs> it's not even a chemical yep we don't know why and but- the levels and you can't if you're on lithium you can't de- go on a low sodium diet what yeah you can't change your sodium levels huh what happens if you have like a, a, a ramen with like the full seasoning packet. <laughs> I think it's actually less less sodium is the problem, not more. Okay. As far well, as I understand. That's an awesome diet. Having a lot of sodium. <laughs> I love salt, is so I have cool. no complaints with regards to that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it used to, it, it, it predates uh currency. It used to be a form of payment for uh, Roman soldiers. Yeah. Salt, yeah. Because it's delicious. It's the shit. Yeah. It's the only spice that white people know how to use properly. <laughs> also, it's effective uh, for hunting. If you get like a salt lick, it takes all the salt lick. Yeah, yes. it takes all the sport out of it. But you know, I know it's cheating, right? <laughs> yeah, it's cheating. It's yeah. You get a deer to just like. Why don't you totally... just raise deer in your backyard and then shoot them? <laughs> That's a really good idea. A That's a really good idea. <laughs> I wonder if anybody's tried to raise deer for food. Oh yeah, I mean reindeer. Like that's a well, yeah reindeer. That's true. Yeah. I guess they're also draft animals in some cultures. Yeah. Speaking of mammals, what's going on with the valley cats? <laughs> oh. Sorry, that's good. the no, best I can no, do. No, that's good. No, is that terrible? No, I love it. Flawless it. execution. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, th- this comes to us uh, from, from Chris Churchill at, at uh, the... Uh, at the Times Union. We're really actually long overdue for a Chris Churchill reading series. Uh, uh, Churchill mm. is like our um, David Brooks or something. Like he's just like he's 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 an insufferable lib uh, that like centrist lib that is the most read asshole on the Times Union. It's just like the least useful person on their payroll. Um, uh, Chris, Chris, come on the show. Fuck yeah, Chris, Chris Churchill, Chris Churchill, come on the show. 
in, in his defense, though, he's one of the uh, only Times Union reporters that like covered the Edson Thevenin investigation to any depth. That is true. Uh, that is true. And mm-hmm. you know, so so he's done some good stuff. Uh, well, that, that, well, Chris and uh, um, uh, our uh, beat re- the beat reporter for Rensselaer County, um, Ken Crow, has done a lot of re- good reporting uh, for Troy. Uh, appreciate him a lot. But um, yeah, so. Uh, but th- this is uh, penned as a open letter to our dear Senator Chuck Schumer, uh, encouraging him, imploring him even to um, uh, help us fund the Valley Cats, uh, our local minor league baseball team. Uh, because, um, as Chris writes in, in his uh, open letter here, that um, uh, Major League Baseball, despite reaping nearly $11 billion in annual profits, has decided it no longer wants to support such an expansive network of minor league teams. The league, in its rapacious greed, has broken the hearts of fans in smaller cities and towns across the country by cutting dozens of teams loose. And one of them is uh, is our beloved Tri-City Valley Cats, um, but they are part of the uh, New York Penn League is a regional uh, minor league baseball uh, league that they've just completely disbanded. So not only uh, are our Valley Cats now uh, outdoor cats and homeless, um, they, uh, they're they also oh, like... Um, stray cats. Yeah, they're stray cats. Uh, episode title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the, the Vermont Lake Monsters, the Batavia Muck Dogs... Right, all all of these. Uh, oh my excellent... god! Not the muck dogs. Yeah, the muck dogs. Yeah, cryptids. You know? Yeah, they're all um, uh, without a league. So it looks like you know the um, uh, our Vi- Valley Cats were a um, an affiliate uh, for the Houston Astros. So uh, and the Astros would pay basically pay the the the, the salaries of all the players and, and everything else and. Um, uh, and now that that's all gone, so the only thing that seems likely, and I read this in a different article uh, at, in um, the Times Union that uh, I'll, I'll go find later, but um, he uh, they, there they say that um, there's a, a very real possibility that we'll go sign up with a, a, another league because there's actually many uh, leagues at this level of baseball that um, that you can that they can sign with. Uh, which may mean uh, a more than doubling of the amount of games in the future if they sign with, uh, I think huh. it was the Atlantic huh. League. Uh, they all have different amounts of uh, games. They all play a different, uh, different amounts. And uh, the uh, New York Penn League only did like 78 games only. Did 78 games a season. And, uh, and with the Atlantic League, it would be something like 140. So it'll be. Would the players get paid more? No, I don't think so. I wonder. Uh, that sucks because they don't get paid shit. Yeah, man. they don't get paid. I wonder shit. if if they uh, if they're better though for playing twice as many games, or if they're like more worn. They out. are. I I I, uh, I had heard that um, that this league is um, quite often uh, major league players will um, either get out of the major leagues and go into like some of these uh, smaller regional leagues or. Um, or they're they're just like just more professionalized, so and uh, huh. and have been playing it for longer. So so we might, which I actually don't like. I really like how scruffy 
the Valley Cats are because they're just like stealing bases <laughs> all the time, and they're like just like sw- oh, yeah. just every single person is swinging for the fences for like no no discernible reason. Like you're just like you know, there's just no, uh, yeah, yeah. It's all they've heart. got heart. Yeah. yeah. So I like to um, see that hustle. Def- yeah, definitely check out this uh, Chris Churchill article because um, the lead photo is. Um, oh, here I'll just read the the, the caption. Tri-City Valley Cats mascots Ribby, Left, and Southpaw toss t-shirts to fans during a game in 2018. Um, uh, and uh, it's good that they pointed this out because it's hard to tell which one is Southpaw and which one's Ribby, right? Because the one on the right is, you know, pretty obviously a cat uh, looking like some sort of panther looking thing uh, wearing a shirt and baseball cap. And the thing on the left is uh, some horrifying pink emaciated <laughs> pig thing, a pig man with blue eyes and and Ribby and, is so horrifying. Put some respect on Ribby. Ribby died for our sins. Ribby died for our sins as our inaugural episode. Yeah, um, <sighs> pointed out. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that inside baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they uh, they yeah they obviously have to cancel this season, and I'm really hoping they they come back when uh, there is uh, as our wildflower will cover a vaccine. Yeah, I miss minor league baseball. I miss a I lot miss, of I miss things, it so much. Um, but I really miss minor league baseball. Yeah, so prayers up for the Valley Cats. Hope they hope they get through this. Prayers up, baby. Did you guys see that uh, this uh, company called Pop Mart uh, just had an IPO in China? And uh, made it, this toy maker. So it's not Pot Mart, like a mart where you would purchase. Cannabis. No, 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 it's... like Pop Mart. Uh, and it's it's sort Pop. of like you okay. know those like Funko Pops that people have, like those weird. I do. They're like they're like bobbleheads, like but, but they I don't bobble, them, yeah. right? They're just like fixed, large headed, um, you know, sort of kawaii pastel colored uh, plastic figurines that people get and decorate their rooms with for some reason. Well, yeah, I, 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 I is... have a I have a Keith Raniere one. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Allison Mack, yeah, Steve McLaughlin. Yeah, yeah, I have a Steve McLaughlin <laughs> Funko Pop. Yeah, I have a Steve a Steve McLaughlin Funko Pop. Boss baby. Yeah, I, I keep it. I keep it in the toilet and I piss on his head. It's, it's a. It's really cool. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so apparently there's this company called Popmart, um, which just had like a Chinese IPO, and their uh, company's uh, worth like skyrocketed because they have like incredibly uh, high performing sales, and something like forty percent of like the millennial generation has like gotten into this trend of like buying these these figurines or whatever in in the you know in china or something and that that number may be off it's from memory i can't find it in this article um but i had heard about this originally on my reuters news feed in the morning um but apparently the 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 shtick of it is that they sell their products in like packaging that doesn't allow you to see what's inside and it's like a flat cost so each one of them costs eight dollars and you basically buy it it's like gambling you know, a little bit, right? And <laughs> but it's always just some kawaii plastic scene, you know, uh, like figurine that you just like put on your shelf or something. So basically, like you can never like go out and buy the one that you want, 
right? You, unless you go, <laughs> I guess you go on like some like black market for these things. No, you can. Yeah, yeah. You th- can buy specific Funko Pops. Yeah, I think you can buy even within Pop Mart. But like okay. uh, the 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 part of the appeal is not knowing what you're going to get, but just wanting something cute. Right. And you go and you, you spend your eight dollars and you get this plastic uh, figurine. And I remember I was watching this uh, interview. Um, you know, it was it was in Chinese uh, and then translated. But it was this woman talking about how she has to to like afford the cost of living, like work all these overtime, like long hours and that she likes to go home and like look at her 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 Pop Mart like uh, figurines. And, you know, like. I don't know. It, it, it seems brief, at the same time. Honest. Yeah, relatable content. And and there's a quote uh, in this article that says, Chinese are stressed over long hours but face low pay at work and unaffordable housing prices. So they look to cheap forms of entertainment and purchases. Um, yeah. Relatable content. Uh, you know? Yeah, sounds like late-stage capitalism, baby. Yeah. Workers of the world rise up. Um, but yeah, uh, apparently the young Chinese like cute items to decorate their uh, desks and homes, uh, and that the surprising nature of what one gets also excites the consumers, which uh, Mr. Rain said. And I believe Mr. Rain is um, the managing director at China Market Research Group. Um, but yeah, like... Uh, yeah, I used to do, um, I used to do Ipsy and Birchbox, which... Uh, is generally marketed towards women. There are like man birch boxes, whatever, and you get like things that smell like tobacco. Yeah, yeah, or like blades, like lots of implements for killing someone. (laughs) Or like computer, you get like computer tech, like stuff, you know, like like cord management devices and shit if you're a man. Yeah, beer oil. Yeah, I I, I used to have one, and you get like motor oils, like smelling hand cream and shit. Yeah, it's very (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That rules. (laughs) But, you know, I got the I had Birchbox and I had it. And this was back when I was bartending and I wore makeup every day. Um, Now I haven't worn makeup in like a year except for on Halloween. But um, when I was wearing makeup, it was really fun because every month you would get like cool shit and you didn't know what you were going to get. And like sometimes you could choose between this or that on the website. But by and large, whatever you got was a surprise. And it was really a delightful experience. I think it was like twelve dollars a month and you would get, you know. Um, all these different samples of makeup. And I have to say there is something very appealing about like that subscription model where you don't know exactly what you're going to get. And it's it's like a little mini Christmas, you know? Yeah. I mean, I... I, I see the appeal. I, I see the too, appeal yeah, too, but I, I, I just think it's interesting that like they, it serves no function and it takes up space. You know, it's like, it, it, it's, it's essentially art. It's buying art, but it's buying like a very uh, commodified, like corporatized, like art. Um, and the art is not a reflection on your taste or your, uh, your choices or your, uh, you know, what uh, like affects you. It's a reflection on what came in the mystery box you bought, which like, is an interesting thing. It's like, huh, like I'm going to decorate my apartment with, I don't know, something. It's going to be cute. I trust that it's I trust that it's going to be cute. Well, it's, it's, they, they put a they put a price tag on like just like want right uh, like achievable wants and desires, yeah. and you just and so you, you have a little bit of money. Uh, your parents had absolutely no money. They lived in mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. Uh, in rural poverty. And now all of a sudden you um, are struggling in one of the many new cities in China, but you're still not doing great. And uh, and you and you've now been imbued with 
you know, like the desires of capital, which frequently involves, you know, like the the purchasing of plastic things. Right? Shit. Yeah, 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 plastic shit. And if you're not purchasing, you're not participating in the economy, which means like you're not like basically a fully fledged citizen practically. So mm. the idea, so it makes sense that, you know, you'd have uh, these like experiences, right? These moments, these ultimately, right? You're not buying the figure you're buying an experience of opening it up, which uh, also, mm. I, yeah. also I think makes sense with like, you know, the, the, the uh, um, popularity of unboxing videos and, 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 hall, yeah. and yeah. halls and, uh, those like hall videos. And where like they, the meal yeah. plans, you know, like, what are you going to get this week? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Friends, yeah, yeah, I think this that. is yeah. becoming like a, an increasingly, you know, we all have to find like our, our little moments of, desire and satisfaction um because they are kind of few and far between in the more what we would think of as like conventional ways of um especially now that like we can't even really build community because we're all home alone in our little boxes and so i i think it's very reflective of this i can't help but think of lauren berlant's cruel optimism which I, i think we talked about recently on the show as well but like this uh the promises of capitalism for fulfillment and entertainment and desire and stability and love and, and all of these things that like we desperately need as as human social creatures that uh, capitalism promises to fulfill and yet it does not. And then you're left with just basically the dregs of, you know, whatever is actually available to you. This seems to me like uh, an element of that, that like at least one desire that the current politico economic structure can can meet is you know cute little trinkets that uh you know you're surprised by every month like i yeah. i don't know there's just something it, it seems very reflective of all the larger problems that yeah. we're facing with and and that's that's why i wanted to talk about it today like the the idea of like commodifying uh novelty and mystery and something mm-hmm. that is different and or exciting or something to like look forward to with like curiosity and anticipation like into yeah. you know and and then at the, the the relatively cheap price of $8 right and you get that and if you have that baked into your schedule you're going to do that like once once a week or whatever then you know you can also chronologue your time by how many of these like little Funko pop uh, things develop on your mantle or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it It's interesting. I think that like, if we're going to try and make some type of movement toward a post-capitalist future, we have to like, look at this, the, the, this, not necessarily symptoms, but like the artifacts that are happening in our society and what needs, like psychological needs they're fulfilling within people and figure out how to allow a movement of building the post-scarcity egalitarian society that we want to have, it, it somehow be designed to fulfill those impulses, desires, and like expectations that are being, you know, made visible by market behavior. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like we, we should definitely take these the, these trinkets and things seriously because they do they do fulfill a need, uh, um, in a psychological one, and they're not something that um, if you want to replace it with something more meaningful, that's actually very very difficult to hit that same like re- uh, reward center with something that that is also like socially that does that does the job of social reproduction. You know, it's, 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 that's an exceptionally hard thing to do. 
To me, it's not even so much about whether or not it's meaningful as it is whether or not it's sustainable. Because like meaning is whatever. Meaning is floating. Meaning is semiotics. You can apply, mm. you know, it, it. I don't think that there's necessarily that like it's helpful to say like these are not meaningful or meaningless. Sure. But rather that like they are like made of plastic produced probably under slave-like conditions like most other little plastic trinkets are like i mean you know i i guess what i'm trying to say is that like to me what the problem that these present is not so much that like they're a replacement for something that would be more meaningful or more fulfilling though i do think that that's an element i think that that's certainly part of it but i i think that the bigger political problem is that like it's an entirely unsustainable business model. (laughs) You know, if you happen to be a person who is fulfilled by, um, by Funko pops, then, you know, like, okay, fine. But like, they're literally produced out of a dwindling resource. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, it's more like a double problem. Not so much that like one is a problem over the other, but more that like, it's a double problem of like, yes, these are not what we would think of as like socially healthy, um, substitutes for you know community or like the surprising elements of sociality that mm-hmm. make us happy but also just the like they're made they're made out of plastic and shipped around and they cost money yeah like, and there's another uh thing that this connects to which is that uh for children's youtube which is like its own whole fucking can of worms oh, topic. fucking weird we, man yeah, children's we, youtube is weird yeah we got to get into that at some point we should with, do a whole episode yeah, we, on maybe, that. maybe a whole bonus episode on children's youtube um but yeah. the, like they're yeah. one of the most popular genres in children's youtube are these mystery like kinder egg thing o- o- reveals so it's like a chocolate egg and inside it there's like either a toy or like some other treat or something and i haven't illegal like, in the united states last i checked yeah, yeah right because you gambling. can't put non-edible things inside of edible things oh, okay yeah. that's also a risk which uh, is sensible policy to me but watching people adults adult professional youtubers open kinder eggs is apparently a hugely popular thing for children to do on youtube and all i'm saying is that Something about the intrigue, possibility, novelty, reveal. There's there's a whole there's a whole archetypal story going on in opening a fucking egg. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. No, you're and some, absolutely right. And somehow that's that's touching people. And if we wanna have like DSA or, you know, pick you know, the people's revolutionary party or <laughs> whatever, we have to figure out how to, you know, take these little artifacts of being like, oh, this is, this is for some reason something that's like capturing people's attention is so simple and reproducible. <laughs> like maybe well, we David could, and I, I David and I used to have a subscription to AK Press. This was back when we were making more money and could afford like a, you know, yeah. that, that monthly, but you would get uh, books. They would send you and you never knew what you were going to get. Um, and what was it, David? Every like every month, every, almost every, almost every, every month. month we got yeah. them. And you would get like a tote bag, or you would get you know various things, and then you would also get a book that they that they published. And I think yeah, that was like also very exciting um, to get the AK Press package and see what this month's book was about. So there are ways to do it that are more kind of politically radical or like materially, you know, I don't know, substantive, whatever. But yeah. and, now, and now Verso does that, where now uh, they have a, a similar sort of subscription program. Nice. Oh, my, my, 
my my chocolate loot crate included uh, Mark Fisher's capitalist realism. Is there no alternative? <laughs> Fucking lit. <laughs> which, by the way, I I, I I I read, which is to say, I listened to because, as so eloquently put by uh, Fisher, I am of the uh, post literate new flesh that is too wired uh, to be able to sit and read a book. And uh, being able to listen to the audiobook of that um, allowed me to get through it while I was painting my ceiling. And it's a good read. Hell I, yeah. I highly recommend people either listen to the audiobook if you're part of the post-literate new flesh like I am, uh, or sit down and read a fucking book if you're, you know, really Where did cool. you find the audiobook, Chris? Uh, it was YouTube, and the account was Theory Audiobooks. And it was, yeah, and if you, uh, you know, as uh, people on the stream pointed out, if you install the proper ad blockers, then, hey, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Has having the ad blocker changed your life, Chris? Uh, Yeah, in that I am no longer uh, wanting to uh, purchase products that I don't need or uh, don't serve any purpose in my life. It's great. (laughs) So should we talk about this? <clears throat> Should we talk about the courts and this rally yesterday in D.C. from the Trump people? Oh, yeah. Apparently, like, how many people got stabbed? Well, I could just read the headline from <laughs> the Washington Post. Yeah, yeah. Multiple people stabbed after thousands gather for pro-Trump demonstrations in Washington. Um, so this was basically a bunch of Proud Boys. Uh, they're all dressed in black and yellow. I don't know why that's so fashy to me, but it, why is that more fashy than black and red? I don't know. But You it know is. what it is. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. So thousands of maskless rally goers who refused to accept the results of the election turned downtown Washington into a falsehood filled spectacle Saturday. Very nice florid writing from the Washington Post. I like it. Yeah. Four people were stabbed near Harry's Bar at 11th and F Streets, which is apparently a gathering point for the Proud Boys. And... Uh, it doesn't it's not clear which groups the attackers or the injured might have been affiliated with, according to The Washington Post. Hmm. But um, officers uh, in riot gear successfully kept the two li- the two sides apart. This would be um, uh, counter, you know, the the uh, Proud Boys and the counter protesters. <laughs> Proud Boys marched through downtown in military like rows shouting move out and 1776. Both sides of the aisle hate you now. Congratulations, a proud boy shouted at the police officers. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so two, co- two cops were assaulted and injured, and then the four people who were stabbed. Uh, there have been 23 arrests, including 10 who were charged with misdemeanor assaults, six with assaulting police officers, and four with rioting. And, pol- rioting. and police said that one person had an illegal taser. So much mm. for the tolerant right. <laughs> <laughs> did they have like the, the post-apocalyptic like zombie proud boy uh bus with like the uh the 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 like the security uh screen over the windows and shit have you, have you seen this you know what i'm talking about I, I have seen it yeah i don't see that anywhere here but i but i have seen what you're talking about yeah it's just like a couple like side mounted chainsaws away from like something you'd see in a you know uh fucking uh yeah, Mad Max or like uh, Walking Dead, or it's got yeah. it's got a very post collapse uh, uh, fashy uh, aesthetic. 
This says the majority white crowd ranged from gray haired men and women in red hats to children in wagons, one of whom chanted 100 more years. Oh, so what? <laughs> yeah, a thousand years. So right. It's driving a lot of this. Yeah, God. So what's driving a lot of this movement is just the fact that Trump hasn't conceded because these people now see that there's really no legal path forward. The Supreme Court has not even uh, like allowed to hear, you know, has not even uh, uh, agreed to hear any of these cases. They've thrown them all out. Um, But these people are basically saying, you know, and explicitly to reporters like we don't care if there's a legal path forward. As long as Trump doesn't concede, we won't concede either. So it'll be interesting to see what happens on January 30th, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know what. Yeah. yeah. You know? It'll be very, I mean, it's 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 kind of scary. I don't want to, like, fear monger or anything. And I know that everybody was like, oh, it's a coup. And now, you know. Yeah, no, there's no of, like, coup a happening. Lot of people, yeah, no, there's no coup happening. Um, although I am sympathetic to, to, like, libs who are afraid of that. I, you know, I get it. Like, it's a scary time. Scary things are happening. Um, I don't like bit like begrudge anyone their their fear because you know a lot of those fears are valid. But uh, it is even if it's not a coup, it is still very nerve wracking to wonder what is going to happen with these fucking unhinged psychos on uh, inauguration day. I mean, yeah. here, here's the the way I, I see. It, I think is like the way that you square the the problem of like, well, are these. Uh, there's obviously fascists in the street, but Trump doesn't seem to really be like using them the way that they used to. Like what? what so it's, it seems sort of ridiculous to call it a coup, while at the same time there seems to be some very dangerous and scary things happening. Is that you know for you know Trump uh, is a showman and likes mm-hmm. uh, attention, and found that he had he could develop a loyal following among these people that are really into uh, you know being a fascist. And and uh, and he, he um and he wielded them very effectively for his own interests for a while. Now he it, mm-hmm. he it didn't work for a reelection, and he's a, being a piss baby about it. And the people that um fell fell in line behind him are going to do one of two things, right? And this is I think the scary part, right? One. They're going to continue to believe that he is a deposed president and, 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 and continue to follow him or whatever. The yeah, hell president in exile. Yeah, president in exile. Or they will realize that they have been duped by him and like not and, you know, and both can happen. Right. There can be faction. Yeah. You know, they can uh, balkanize at any point. In, in he's not a real time. fascist. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're going <laughs> to they're going to be pissed at like, you know, he's he's not um fighting back the way that we would be like we are angry at like bernie sanders right when he doesn't uh, um we wanted a political revolution yeah yeah it's it's going to be um it's going to be something very sim. i think there'll be something very similar where like they they start realizing that there's um uh that the swap goes bigger than they than they than they thought and and the and the result is that you you start to get these like very organized masses of uh fascists that uh, or look, uh, look for power in other ways, and it's uh, you know you kind of like uh, took take the you know the top off of that, and now they're out. Like they 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 can they they've uh, uh, been given permission by Trump to be like much more 
straightforward and out in in their their fascist beliefs and tendencies they'll march in the street more uh and uh and they're they're in they do have some institutional power in police departments and a few other places right mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but uh and and now congress also as you see like a pl- uh, plenty of people like there's a, a q supporter that is now in congress and a couple other things right mm-hmm. so you, you it robbie martin from media roots radio made this really good point on true anon uh in the middle of november where you know he says that you know like now um uh q and like any of these affiliated like right wing weirdos no longer have to square like why did why is trump doing these things that don't seem to be aligned with our desires to like drain the swamp and like bring america back to this uh romanticized past that never actually existed sort of thing right you know like um, they always they, they're burdened really with like trying to figure out why the game show host uh, um, president that is actually very effete and loves pretty things doesn't want to like and just likes attention right like like they they projected a bunch of shit onto him and now that he's gone they don't need to do any of that projection and they can just be exactly what they want and say that mm. it is because Joe Biden. And the globalists are in charge and we need to get rid of them all. Right. And so they're, they're right. much freer to organize and to share information and be just, you know, just, you gotta be me. You know, <laughs> like they can just like, they just do exactly what they want. It's, it's easier now because they have a very clear yeah, enemy that's yeah. in power and, and they, and so they can just, um, uh, like, uh, really, Full th- in sort of this full-throated way, go out and um, organize a, a, for a very clear message, and they no longer have to like, uh, um, you know, make bread with breadcrumb, you know, with the breadcrumbs to <laughs> bake it to make the QAnon thing make sense. Like they don't have to do any of that shit anymore. That that was actually, I think that's actually been a hindrance. Yes, and you go stab some cops. Yeah. I think that's really true. I think something similar happened with, like, those of us on the left who supported Bernie Sanders. Like, now that he's kind of out of the way, we can be a bit more brazen with our policy demands. So I think that's just, in part, the nature of a political movement, right, Mm -hmm. is that once you are kind of freed from the shackles of, you know, official representation or anything like that, it's it's very scary to think of. I've been thinking this for years now is what happens to Trump's base when he's no longer president. I think that that's a very terrifying question with a very terrifying answer. You're probably right. I'm I'm trying to be as optimistic as I can in these bleak times. So I'm trying. (laughs) As always, Chris is our voice of reason. It's It's not that bad. Whenever there's a crack in the door, there's, you know. There's a chance that there's some light on the other side. You can wiggle through, you know, it's like all these crises are opportunities, not just for things to get worse. And, um, you know, I I have no idea uh, or believe much in my individual capability to really influence things necessarily. But I I hold out for the idea that uh, things will get better as opposed to worse, uh, given a a shifting terrain. And it it reminds me a little bit of like what Jimmy Dore has allegedly been doing. I haven't been following this very much, but, you know, I was checking the Twitter feed today. I've heard people are really pissed off at him, but. Yeah, yeah, you know, so I'm not going to weigh in. You know, I I don't, I have no context for this, but just, you know, this is a little thing in the trending boxes. 
says, Jimmy Dore, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez responds to political commentator Jimmy Dore after he implies that she and other progressive Democrats should withhold their vote for Nancy Pelosi for House Speaker until they get commitments on initiatives like Medicare for All. Um, so yeah. knowing nothing else about how he, he went about doing that or what else he said or whatever, that doesn't seem on its face um, like an, an outrageous uh, recommendation. You know, like yeah, know, the idea of using the limited amount of you know, uh, representational, um, uh, position you have for a, a very popular idea, like forcing the Democrats to actually defend and implement progressive policy, uh, seems to be like the role of progressive yeah. representatives. It's, it's the role of voting. Like that, isn't that what voting is supposed to do? <laughs> well, yeah, in theory. But it seems like AOC's defense against that. And, and like you, Chris, I won't weigh in or give an opinion because I frankly just don't have one. Um, but, but it seems like her defense is, yeah, do that when you can possibly win. And here we can't win. Mm -hmm. um, and so mm -hmm. keep okay. that in your pocket until there is a moment when, you know, there's like clear cut legislation that is going to be proposed that can be voted upon. Like we don't have that. So right now, the threat would basically be like, you consider possible potential future legislation or we're not going to vote like that, that, you know, the argument that that in defense of these of, of, you know, the squad and these progressive legislators is that like we're not that we're not at that point yet. Um, yeah. And I'm sympathetic to both sides, like, you know, make the Democrats say what they do and don't support. I, frankly, I think they should all withhold their vote for Pelosi because she shouldn't be <laughs> fucking. She sucks. Just get her out yeah, of here. Yeah, yeah, I completely get, agree. Like, just don't that. vote for her. Don't don't not vote for yeah. her for some political project that you plan to enact at some point in the future. Just don't vote for her because she fucking sucks. Yeah, like, I, I, but you know, far be it for me to give tactical or strategic uh, goals to a representative in terms of the real politique of like party politics yeah. and like say what hill is worth dying on or whatever. But like, yeah, fuck Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Yeah, AOC and Ilan Omar are like, you know, the, the two most outspoken progressive candidates. And to to be like, hey, you need to be more outspoken to like, it's just like, uh, I don't know. That, that's a weird look. Like, you know, Ilan Omar just put in a make the billionaires pay uh, bill that she's trying to push through uh, the house, which is awesome uh and basically she tweeted a bunch of stats it's like you know jeff bezos gained 500 billion dollars in the pandemic and you know elon musk gained a wealth of 40 billion dollars in the pandemic or whatever and it's just like all of these other people have like late been laid off like the average american household lost this much wealth blah 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 and then it's just like make the billionaires pay and uh yeah i really want someone all noble enterprises, yeah. Yeah, I just want somebody to be actually in the halls of power making those arguments and putting forth that legislation. Like, it's, it's obviously not going to pass. Like, we, we are in an oligarchy. And, uh, you know, but like, at the minimum, like, <laughs> having uh, the, 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 the few people that we have uh, in these positions to advocate for what is like common sense and morally just and widely popular um, is better than not. In my opinion, I don't know. But also like this jump, this rush to, you know, jump to their defense is kind of sycophantic and like don't worship any politicians because they're Absolutely. politicians. Yeah. 
AOC it may be the most progressive member of Congress, and you know you might appreciate that and be grateful for her presence or whatever else. But also, like we don't need to be falling over ourselves, you know, saying that somebody is like the perfect, you know, the platonic ideal of a con- of a you know congressional representative. Like let's just all you know see the limitations of this model for what they are, understand the limitations of a figure like AOC or Rashida Tlaib or like any of these other people. Um, they are, at the end of the day, politicians. Like, that's just, you know, the most I ever admired Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was when she said that she may not run again because it's just <laughs> such a fucking dirty system. Yeah, that was like the highest I ever held her in esteem was when she said that. So, I mean, they're all good points there. It's all great discussions of like tactical advantages and like what the right way to proceed is. but. People get like too wrapped up in this shit. I think definitely put so. you put blinders on too much, and you're like, it's like we we have to get AOC to do X Y Z or whatever. And it's like, yeah, it's, we have like, yeah. The problem is that like I, I feel like you don't we don't have we've the the left has grown in these weird fits and starts in like all these very strange uh, directions and orders that um, allow us to exercise some power very. Uh, directly and forcefully and then like there's nothing behind it so like yeah we don't have a very good backbench of like people to run we don't uh for for high office we we don't have like a, a pile of policies ready to go like we were talking about or like you know withhold uh, the vote for pelosi until like we pass this specific thing like we don't have that stuff and because we don't have that we're always forever stuck in these moments where like, yeah, you make a good point. We should hold back our vote for Nancy Pelosi, but you know, we don't have any of the, the, the none of the legwork has been done previous to right now in order to like make no this leverage. moment. Yeah. 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 There's no leverage. Yeah, it's all, it's to, all, it's all sim- symbolic. With. Yeah. And, and the, and the, yeah, the symbology makes is important though. I mean, like, you know, if it sure. wasn't for Ilan Omar, no one would have dressed down Elliot Abrams. Like <laughs> it just wouldn't have happened. You know, like, yeah. But people seem to think that there's some kind of cheat code. Like if AOC just hits like up, up, you know, square, <laughs> R, I don't know enough about up, up, down, games, down, left, like, left, there's, left, right, left, right, AB start. Yeah, 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 yeah like the there's some code. kind yeah. of series of buttons Congress you can hit. That <laughs> Congressional <laughs> Oh goodness! Yeah, um, well, it's it, 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 there is actually. It's just it's it's held very secret. You need to. Uh, have a lifelong commitment um, that you know begins with a uh, a permanent vow, um, but eventually the, <laughs> the, the 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 mute button on your mic in Congress it actually that's the button, and it, it's it, you have to press it in a certain Morse code, and then suddenly ah. your will is implemented by the majority of your uh, compatriots. And then and then uh, uh, um, Epstein shows up, and you have to diddle the kid, and then you get the <laughs> power. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's a cheat code. That if anything, that's a cheat code. Yeah. No, but you know who does have a bunch of power? Yeah, oh, here we go. Yeah, let's do yeah. this. You know who has all of the power and all of the great ideas is uh, Bill Mitchell and all of his friends in Parlay. It's Parlor. No, Nobody it's parlay. says Parlay. <laughs> it's Parlay. I looked this up because I had to say the word Parlay or Parlor uh-huh. for a real life uh, essay that I narrated. And there's literally people on the internet saying that it was originally intended to be said as parlay 
but nobody says that. Everybody says parlor. Okay, well, cool. So parlay. I've been going back and forth with David for like a month and a half about whether or not you call it parlay or parlor. Well, once Americans a ver- verb don't and say noun, right? foreign words the way they're supposed to be. Like parlay I'm, is uh, like uh, to, to to make a meeting, right? And parlor is like yeah, a room in a house. Well, no, it's well, no, it's spelled like parlay. It's spelled like the French word okay. for you know to to meet and discuss, but it's. Anyway, I'm sorry, David. Well, give us give us your good, good content. The, the point is that these people are in like a modern day for sales, uh, you know, uh, trading extremely <laughs> smart ideas. Um, right. So uh, so Bill Mitchell um, uh, posted his way to fame in 2016. He would post and this is like not an exaggeration, like 40 times a day uh, for like a year, two years straight. Um, he has since been banned oh, yes. from Twitter. Such uh, energy, such energy. He has been banned from Twitter in um, what is probably, uh, you know, like one of the biggest human rights violations to ever exist. <laughs> you know, he's like, we're deprived of this content. And so instead we have to go on uh, Parlayer to, 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 to view his, his, <laughs> his pearls of wisdom. And, um, and so I just want to like read a couple of um, both. Uh, well, I'm going to read only really one Bill Mitchell post and then the rest is this this like coral reef of beautiful galaxy brained ideas that have like agglomerated around him all right so all right. so bill mitchell at, uh, says what makes all this even more frustrating is that we know trump won in an epic landslide getting 10 million more votes <laughs> than he received in 2016 This alone shows that he was wildly popular with the electorate and was a stamp of approval on his presidency and policies. People forget that in 2012, Obama won re-election with fewer votes than he received in 2008. All of that is true, right? Uh, Trump did win way more votes than he did in 2016. He is more, he was more popular, not only uh, with raw numbers of people, but with different demographics. He picked up votes in every demographic except for white men which went down and Trump and, and Obama did get much, much fewer votes in 2012 than he did in 2008. Right. All of those things are true. And of course, all that's left out is that Joe Biden got even more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and, I think and, landslide is uh, typified by, by the comparison of those winning. two numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, yeah. You, you don't get, you don't get a landslide victory unless you get a victory that is a beyond a certain percentage differential, which he didn't get. And then, and then what's really cool is that now there are also these people um, commenting on it, um, saying things that are actually a argument against the electoral college. Um, and they don't, it, but they think that it's, it's showing a elect, a scam or like, you know, voter fraud when actually, yes, it is voter fraud, but it's like the, the, the constitution, right? It's like, it's, you know, like it's it, yes, it's supposed to not work. It's supposed to work this way. You know, like someone says, um, Obama also won 200 plus more counties than Biden, but Biden gets 13 million more votes. When you add up all of these anomalies, it's absurd <laughs> that Biden could have won without fraud. And like, no, no, that's just like, it doesn't matter how many people vote for you as long as like they, is they vote in like specific counties because land votes not people in our dumb democracy invented by slave owners with syphilis yeah but this is, you know, like, this this is, is right yeah, yeah. Rule, rules do not apply no 
so it's so a while all this is going on. Um, uh, fuck Marxism. That's the uh, the name of the the account. Um, is asking the real questions. <laughs> is b- cool. That's a that's a sick. Yeah. That's a sick username. Yeah, actually. and they're they're, they're <laughs> Av. I might I might have to change my Twitter handle right quick. <laughs> their Avi is a, is a is the okay sign. Um, oh yeah, and yeah. their own and they they just have two questions. Is Bill Mitchell his birth name? Is he Jewish? <laughs> Whoa! What the fuck? Yeah, Whoa. yeah, we're going, we're going deep. His here. name is actually Mitchellowski. Not a lot of people right, know that. Yeah, um, yeah. He dropped the Owski. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, Marcus Orbilius Spilakai, actually Spilakai. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bilbo. <laughs> Uh, Baggins, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, the, here's a here's a, an extremely good one. Uh, there are many things that point to a landslide victory for Trump. There's nothing that makes sense about Biden winning the highest vote totals of any presidential candidate. But China knows every American's weakness: our quest for the almighty dollar, and that in our quest to obtain vast quantities of money, we would sell out our own children's future for it. That is why our military must take their entire oaths seriously, all enemies, foreign, all caps, and domestic. In Iraq and Afghanistan... That's us, you guys. I feel so seen. Yeah. In Iraq and Afghanistan, they have secured their elections. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's why the dinar dinar is so so valuable. In in a sense, yes. (laughs) There, there is a majority among enlisted ranks I to take. lean Republican, but the officer corps tends to lean Democrat. Our bipartisan military should be u- utilized to ensure election integrity. Instead of randos off the street mm. who may or may not be directly or indirectly by China, I, 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 I guess there's a uh, infiltrated might been. I actually am. I have to admit to you guys, I am directly by China. Yeah, I am directly <laughs> yeah. by China as well. I realize I should have disclosed yeah. that earlier, but I am directly by China. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually indirectly by China. Like my, my, I think you know my, someone. My cousin, my cousin is by China, so I'm just indirectly by China. <laughs> okay, so yeah. you're, yeah, you're indirectly by China. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, so yeah. Uh, uh, to interfere with our election. So, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Ooh. But, um, but then there's some that are just like, completely off the reservation that is um not uh that just like a parlay at bill mitchell to get like something like notice like they, they've they've noticed something that needs to be dealt with um so pamela karnbach has has said i would that's s- not a real name yeah Sorry. right no no it's not it can't be um she's replying to another bill mitchell post about um uh about like you know like are are basically are you afraid half of his posts are basically asking people to to draw uh, to engage with his content by asking questions like are you afraid or whatever and this and, and pamela says yes i would support because i'm afraid of what comes if he doesn't uh, oh i think he was asked uh, trump or mitchell was asking if they would support trump uh if they if he did uh some sort of uh, uh martial law intervention and she goes, uh, I would support because I'm afraid of what comes if he doesn't. Almost every governor in the country photographed with a Chinese consul. I was curious if any of my local polls my had done so. Still researching, but in my opinion, this is not good. I'm in Jacksonville. The Chinese international decor outlet 
Made deal for outlet mall in Darien. Why? Tourists <laughs> passing by, maybe? Miss Spratt seems to win every time she runs, but Darien is 14,000. She has been dealing with Chinese for many years. Look at the banner of their site. Wow. States plans to build Asian town in Northeast Florida. I think that fell through. Look at banner, Michael. <laughs> Look at banner. <laughs> Sorry, I will stop making my Arrested Development <laughs> jokes. That's the last one, I promise. Was this co a front for laundering money? They were buying 86 storefronts in Regency Mall, but that never materialized. Nuke sub base, Florida Georgia border, basically, and we have several bases in Jacksonville. So, um, this person thinks that every gov- every state's governor has been photographed with a Chinese consul like member and that they are buying international decor outlet malls to uh, near military bases to gain access to our nuclear submarine. Take me to Simon. That makes pretty sense. Stra- pretty yeah. straightforward when you think about it. S- pretty, yeah. S- Simon is at the top of this. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, well, the, one of the biggest uh, oh, developers God. of malls is is called the Pyramid Company. So, Pyramid, you know, think about it. It's right there in the it's name. It's right there in the name. They Globalist. want you to know mm. that it's out there in the open. Yeah. Um, uh, what what did they say in the QAnon, the like three hour long QAnon video that we watched? Their symbols will be their downfall. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, and so, like, and, and, and finally, by V Butler twenty three forty one. Uh, justice is dead in this world. The tyrannical bullies, corrupt politicians, judges, the Pope are getting bolder and more brazen <laughs> ah, each the Pope, day. Yes. They don't even feel they have to hide it anymore. The evil is deep and vast. It's permeated in everything. Would court justice exist for you and me? Probably not. Be careful. Walk a straight line because we have lost our rights, our liberties, our freedom. Now, I mean, this is what you get oh when God. you when you elect when you put another Catholic in the Supreme Court, right? <laughs> you know, Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, um, she's she's an Opus Day, just like uh, Kavanaugh. You know, like you're not gonna like get justice from these people because they're beholden to the Pope and all all other sorts of globalist. As they should, now got Joe Biden coming in. Be. Yeah, yeah. And now Joe Biden, our second, our only our second Catholic president. Yeah, and we know what the first one was. And you know what happened to the first yeah, Catholic president? Yeah. Critical his son uh, became, Watch out. His son went deep undercover and uh, was uh, and is trying to help Trump uh, get get out uh, all the pedophiles out of, <laughs> out of the, I wonder out of what QAnon people are thinking now about their JFK Jr. conspiracy. Like, are they still holding on to that, do you think? Yeah, man, I don't... Maybe we should do a check-in with QAnon again. Yeah, we really should. We should see see if they're okay. Do a wellness check. Yeah. I'd be very happy to revisit uh, <laughs> QAnon. I think that it's one of those things, being an augmented reality game, that's just going to be permanently relevant. Because yeah. a certain uh, frighteningly large percentage of the population is uh, living in a completely uh, different reality. <laughs> and uh, we should check in on that reality uh, pretty frequently, I think. Well, thank you, David, yeah. for being our parlor uh, correspondent, our parlayer, if you will. I parlayed with parlor. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this so that we don't have to. And uh, <laughs> I, I just, I hope that the, yeah. this, the, 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 
the burden uh, of staring excuse me, into you the say void. we don't have to, but I I live with him. <laughs> so I I kind of have to. Like <clears throat> he's just constantly showing me shit on parlor. Um I'm worried about him well, personally. What you gotta do is you gotta I'm worried about you gotta him. take uh like a piece of tape and put it over your webcam so that when you're staring deep into the void, it uh can't stare back. That's a good point. That's the secret. Ah, that is good. That is good advice. That's how the pros do it. Okay, so speaking of 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 pros that do terrible things, um. man, we are on a roll (laughs) with these with these fucking segues, dude. We are killing it in the segue game this week. Absolutely destroying it. So um, you should become a. uh, This is not uh, the the segue, but um, you should become a patron member so that you can be a pro that does terrible things. No, um, uh, we we did a whole we did a whole segment on Nexium. We did a whole a whole episode on Nexium. Did a whole bonus episode on Nexium, yeah. which was the local cult sex cult uh, headed by Keith Ranieri. So if you want to hear that, go to patreon.com slash ironweeds for as little as a dollar a month. You can hear that kind of content. Yeah. But one and you know, and there we we're, we talk about like the the two documentaries that we've watched uh, on the subject and uh, our own personal experiences. Um, you know, like close uh, because Nexium happens here in the capital region, New York State, um, in Clifton Park, not Albany. Okay, HBO. Not if you're Albany. Listening, it's not Albany. Thank you. Yeah, it's Clifton Park. It's completely different, different county, even. But you know, we we've had some very close run-ins with people high up in in Nexium that that was scary, but um, mostly because it wasn't scary at the time, which means like, gosh, it's so it's so close. You know, it could possibly happen to you it's scary, scary. In retrospect, yeah, scary yeah. in retrospect they're but, but for um, the will of god I, right for real yeah but yeah um one thing we didn't cover that um is uh, important is um how all of the local politicians around here are very likely implicated in nexium in some way at the very least they have accepted money from uh from the bronfmans the uh um the the two sisters heirs to the seagram's fortune that uh bankroll that's the seagram's uh spirits right like uh whiskey and stuff like that yes yeah 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 so um uh so this uh i'm gonna rely mostly on this october 23rd 2020 article uh put out by robert gavin uh the times union you know support your local uh newspaper was on the nexium beat um as it was happening but it was really only when it got um picked up by the failing new york times that uh, that uh the global elites paid attention <laughs> to it but it was but it was actually like like they were reporting this in the times union for a long time and no one was uh paying attention yeah. to it and it probably had something to do with the fact that a lot of that money went to um uh you know making sure that no, no nothing went anywhere and, and, and is itself pretty well documented. So like, one thing that we can uh, start with is the fact that um, uh, the uh, Jack Casey, the uh, um, uh, who works, who worked in the office of Joseph Bruno, maybe you might remember him from, uh, you know, uh, getting uh, ma- a massive corruption scandal uh, surrounding him. And he eventually had to had to leave office. Uh, and uh, a little uh, tie in with our um, stuff about the Valley Cats. They play at Joe Bruno Stadium or Joe, uh, Joseph Bruno. Yeah. So it's named after him uh, because he's he supposedly secured the funds to, to make it happen. But um, 
Uh, if you watch, what do you mean supposedly? You think there's like a conspiracy? <laughs> you know, I, I, I just don't want to. Yeah, I just don't want to give. They allegedly named named it after him. Uh, yeah, you know. I, mean, I just don't want to give this confirmed. Yeah, you know. I mean, like, I'm, just, I'm not gonna give this guy credit for anything he's ever done. But um, if you've watched, uh, especially the HBO documentary series The Vow, you have seen uh, Sarah Edmondson. She's the um, she uh, briefly ran the the Vancouver. Nixium uh, store uh, sender and, and uh, was uh, uh, business partners with Mark Vicente, the uh, the guy that made the uh, documentary. Um, what the bleep do we know? And and is also a big figure in that documentary series. Um, you know, she she at one point says um, that she went to the FBI about the the brandings, right? So like, there's at the center of Nexium are is like this. Uh, group of women that get branded on their like pubic bone uh, with Keith Raniere's initials, the guy that runs Nexium. Um, uh, uh, and so she start she's going to be a, wh- a whistleblower for this. And she goes to the FBI saying like, you know, uh, I like a, a bunch of, we, we all just branded each other with this guy's initials. <laughs> and like, and it's also a multi-level marketing scheme. And also like, there like, there's like, there's blackmail. Yeah, there's blackmail and, and like and rich we're children. Local politicians. And, yeah, yeah, like all this shit's happening. And um, the FBI's um, response about the brandings was um, seemed consensual. Quote huh. seems consensual. Huh. Is all all that they said. Yeah. Huh. Um, and then um, uh, that was a lot of officials' yeah, responses. Yeah, a lot of officials was yeah. like nothing. I don't see anything wrong here. Um, so that's a local FBI office. Uh, Barbara Boucher is um, a financial planner here in Troy, and she got wrapped up in Nexium pretty early on, uh, got out, tried to go to um, Schneiderman's office, who was attorney general uh, of New York State at the time, right, goes to his office about it, and they say, oh yeah, there's definitely um, bribery and um, uh, corruption happening with Nexium, uh, but we have bigger fish to fry. Uh, and just uh, ignore it. So, like, they acknowledge, like, the office acknowledges that there's something happening, uh, but they, they're just not going to do anything about it. And remember, Schneiderman eventually steps down, gets me too'd because he is like massively, yep. massively abusive to women. So, um, wow. who knows? Like, I, I, you know, just who knows uh, whether a, he was either sympathetic to. Um, shit that he sees about Nexium, or um, it, uh, could I'm speculating wildly, and this is not actionable, right? Is uh, related <laughs> in some way to to what was going on there. <laughs> see, the uh, problem is it, we do fry fish here, but yeah, um, we only have so many. But fryers, Ted does all of it, and and in the in the. <laughs> <laughs> and they're and they're really big fryers. They can only fit yeah. really big fish. And right. these fish, they're just too small for our fryers. We 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 can't we can't look into uh, you know the corruption by this shady group of uh, very rich people. <laughs> what what do you do? You, you want to waste all this oil? Bone a tiny fish. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> well, that's why you eat them whole, like sardines. You know. <laughs> sorry to all the vegan listeners. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah sorry to yeah. our to our veggie friends. Yeah. So, um, so Boucher, Barbara Boucher, the, uh, the Troy financial planner, um, she's all, she goes on, uh, in this, uh, this, uh, Times Union article quoted as saying, 
the best that we could come up with is it was the old boys network in Albany, Boucher, uh, Boucher said. Nobody really wanted to open the can of worms because there's all kinds of people that might have gotten drawn into that. In 2015, we all just thought to ourselves, they just don't want to do anything. Too many fingers got smudged or something, and it was a mystery to all of us. So wealthy wealthy Nexium uh, disciples Claire and Sarah Bromfman, right? These are the the Seagram's uh, heiresses, uh, made campaign contributions and provided air travel to uh, state Senate Republicans led by uh, then-Majority Leader uh, Joseph L. Bruno, who, who's uh, from Brunswick, right? So that's very close to, to us. Uh, and, and then also, on top of that, former Rensselaer County Republican Party Chairman Jack Casey was uh, not only um, got money from Nexium, was a student of theirs and a legal advisor. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and so it is at this point that while, again, I have not seen anything to corroborate this, and this is completely unsubstantiated conjecture that I am wildly speculating here, but also remember that our we good- We cannot get sued <laughs> No, we can't, right? Because I, I'm just talking about what other people have reported, and that what I am saying right now, what is about to come out of my mouth, is only conjecture and speculation, and I have no reason to believe that it is true. Steve McLaughlin- is a well-known sex predator and has and it has been reported that he um, allegedly uh, allegedly. That, alleged, that he allegedly um, sa- uh, you know says all sorts of really profane and inappropriate things to his interns. The St- New York State Republican Party, even them, they don't let him have interns anymore because of the terrible, disgusting things that he has said to them, uh, and, and um, is uh, generally a disgusting human being that takes a lot of money from real estate developers. Um, Well, the fact that he's disgusting, I I will stand by that in court, but um, everything else about this though is, (laughs) is, is fake um, and not true. But uh, I mean, like just, I mean, just think about the fact that, you know, the Republic, it it has been reported that former Rensselaer County Republican uh, party chairman, Jack Casey was a, was involved in Nexium. And I don't think you become the executive chairperson of uh, Rensselaer County. You don't become the executive of Rensselaer County, an elected position. Yeah. You don't become the big boss baby unless you have some sort of relationship with Jack Casey. And, you know, maybe if you don't really care about the, uh, uh, you know, the, the well-being of women as evidenced by other reported alleged activities by Steve McLaughlin, you know, maybe you're interested in some of the things that Nexium is uh, is selling, you know, um, especially since you know y- you do stuff like give yourself like a two, you give your own campaign a two hundred thousand dollar loan to become uh, a, a state senator yourself. Uh, Steve McLaughlin did that. That's on Open Secrets, you know. So or, or Ballotpedia rather. So like you know, this is all just stuff that's out there. You know, do your own research, right? Yeah, Draw more and more people. More and more people are saying this. So, you know, I just think that might be interesting to look into. Uh, there's tons of, uh, um, you know, stuff that can be looked at for, like, you know, what, uh, who uh, has uh, um, uh, provided what sort of money to, you know, elected officials in the area. You heard, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, I, so if you want to hear more, more about Nexium, go check out our Patreon because we did a full, what, like, t- fucking hour, and a two hour long episode or something. Very long. 
Um, and that will give you context for how horrific it is that uh, the fact that they were politically well-connected allegedly may have led to uh, may have directly led to many women being held in a sex slave cult. How about some good news? Yeah, do we have any yeah, good news for, the, for our dear listeners? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, here's a good headline. Um, British man who got one of the first COVID vaccines goes viral for being an absolute delight. Aw. Old British people, they're the best. <laughs> I say we trade all of our old Americans for all the old British people. We'll see if we can trick the UK into making that trade with us. Nice. I, I, like I don't a, know. We'll, we'll have all sorts exchange. of Brexit things going on yeah it'll be a student exchange except it's uh for you know it's a um old codger exchange Grandpa <laughs> exchange. <laughs> all right let's let's roll some of this audio mr kenyon is 91 years old and i'd like you to tell us how you came to get the vaccine this morning how it happened i rang up uh guy's hospital which i know very well so i've lived in london most of my grown-up life and uh I said, what's this thing? You're doing the vaccination. They said, yes. And then they spent various times asking me questions about this and that. Not very interesting. And I said, yes, no, yes, no. And they said, we'll come at half past 12. Of course, I couldn't damn well find anybody to park my car, so I was late. Um, anyway, I'm here now. And um, I got inside, and they duly put me on a list. I went off and had a rather nasty lunch and then came back. And um, they were ready for me. And no, uh, it didn't hurt at all. I didn't know the needle had gone in until it had come out. Um, it was very interesting. No, it was painless. It, w- it was a quick quick in and out for the needle, like any vaccination. Exactly. Well, if you don't, vaccinations aren't very common, are they? One has inoculations, no. Well, so so you, you called this morning, sir. I rang up to the hospital and said... I'd like to be vaccinated. You're vaccinating, aren't you? I've heard it on, seen it on the news, watched the news. And uh, they said yes. I said, and then they asked me questions. They said, come in at half of 12. How do you feel that you are now one of the first people in the country to have received the first dose of this vaccine? <laughs> one of the first people in the world. How do you feel about it? I don't think I feel about it at all, except that I hope I aren't not going to have the bloody bug now. <laughs> I don't intend to have it because I've got granddaughters and I want to live a long time. That's my intention. Yes, I don't intend to have it. Well, there's no point in dying now when I haven't lived this long, is there? I don't plan to anyway. That's very adorable. Yeah. No point in dying. No point in dying now. I made it this far. Yeah. Uh, pretty much wraps up uh, my thoughts on, on COVID. <laughs> but, you know, for, for, for real, I, I want to just, you know, remark on the fact that, like, we're finally getting a vaccine. It's going to take forever to get rolled out. Yeah. we got to manage our expectations about that. But um, it is no longer a thing that is being um, prophesized. It is something that is happening. And it's, uh, you know, like, you know. Hopefully, hopefully we turn the corner on this because the actual numbers, we're at the worst point we've ever been. Who knows how bad it will get yep. before it's all done. It's going to be a bleak winter in terms of, um, you know, death. I was talking to somebody who is uh, remarking on the worst days for American deaths in uh, American history. And, you know, up there is like 9-11 and then, you know, Pearl Harbor and then like last Tuesday and last Wednesday and last Monday. You know, like yeah. it, 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 like yep. 
I saw that too. Yeah, you know, we're losing like three thousand, four thousand people a day. Uh, it's real bad. Um, you know, stay safe out there. Uh, but there is, uh, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel, and that you know we're we're getting this vaccine uh, one way or another. And I think uh, it was you, David, that that pointed out uh, uh, or put out on Twitter the uh, how true you felt it would be uh, to get people to take the vaccine. All we got to do is make a uh, blue MAGA vaccine and a red MAGA vaccine, which I think is pretty <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it, it. I yeah, yeah that's it, it. It really like chills me, but it's true. Like that's the only way to get these dumbasses on both <laughs> on both sides, right? To to, to take this virus, on both sides, ta- yeah, yeah. Is to take this vaccine is to uh, yeah, just tell one of them it's actually hydrochloroquine and tell the. <laughs> You know, tell the Republicans it's hydrochloroquine. Tell the Democrats, yeah, it's, it's, uh, this is the one Trump got. Yeah. This is the one Biden got. Yeah, and then you know, <laughs> no, you got you got to tell libs that like th- this <sighs> one was made in Wakanda or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, or, well, you know what? The first thing I'm gonna do when I get vaccinated, yeah. what? I'm gonna go over to Chris's place and just lick all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right, right when we start podcasting, uh, I'm gonna go to South Troy. Diner. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kiss his wife. I'm gonna pet his cats <laughs> and just uh, spit all over the microphones for our first reunited Ironweeds episode. Well, I can't wait to uh, to see you uh, and uh, watch you lick everything. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, you know what else? It would be a nice tactic. Um, you you get the vaccine, but it comes in a mix a mystery egg, and you don't know which vaccine you got <laughs> until you open it. And you know it comes with a Funko Pop, but yeah. you don't know which one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got a I got a measles measles boosters. Yeah, I got a measles booster <laughs> shot instead. But still don't have measles. Got COVID. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for um, listening to this episode of Iron Weeds. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, please check out our Patreon if you want to hear more about Nexium. Um, Patreon.com slash Iron Weeds. And uh, we, you know, if you have been waiting for an episode of Reaction, uh, I am sorry that they are not out yet. But um, I hope to finish up in the next couple of weeks. It's taking a long time because it turns out it takes a long time. Yeah, fair enough. It's time consuming, <laughs> very time consuming, and also it's it's really um, high quality. You know, this is a premium podcast. Thank you. That's, it, that's the thing that we have to remind. That's why people. it's taking so long. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's taking so long because the writing. I really want the writing to be good. If you want fast content, you know, like this isn't fast food. This isn't fast content. If you want that, go to like you know whatever yeah. happened to people Iron at McDonald's. Meats. All right, that guy goes. <laughs> Iron Weeds, yeah, yeah what Iron Weeds, if you want yeah. fast content. Yeah, this is just some bullshit we put out every week. Like, you know, if you want, like, actual, well-researched It can stuff, be fast, cheap, or good. Yeah. Pick two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that's an engineering thing. Uh, on budget, uh, on schedule, it works. Pick two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, in the meantime, why don't you go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter? Iron Weeds, Bob. Uh, hit us up on. Do we still use our Instagram? Oh yeah, yeah. We put. Okay, yeah. yeah I've been. I've yeah, David's been, been the Instagram. grammar lately. Uh, which we, we had a good one with uh, AOC. 
a meme where AOC is like uh, doing a stream and she's got her like finger on her, her mouth and she's like looking really perplexed. And uh, somebody in the chat said, uh, Mayor Pete's is the, uh, Pete? middle name is, is Paul. <laughs> Pete, Pete, so Pete. technically, uh, <laughs> Pete Buttigieg is <laughs> Mayor Pete, 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 Pete Butt. Uh, all right. Well, Chris, why don't you tell the people where they can find that kind of fine Instagram quality content? At Ironweeds Pod on Instagram. <laughs> and um get in touch with us on on uh through the emails stuff. If you do the email, if you're an emailer like myself, um why don't you send us one at Ironweeds Pod? Oh, thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace.